Proverbs today. First up, Proverbs 18.24. One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Proverbs 27.14. If anyone loudly blesses their neighbor early in the morning, it will be taken as a curse. Proverbs 25.17. Seldom set foot in your neighbor's house. Too much of you and they will hate you. Proverbs 17.17, a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for a time of adversity. Proverbs 27.6, wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. Proverbs 27.17, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Proverbs 13.20, walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. This is God's word. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Sarah. If you haven't picked up one of these sheets in the back, all of the Proverbs from which I'm preaching are printed on it. So I'd encourage you to grab one of those as we, you can refer to as we go. Now, as I said before, um, my friend Todd is here today, which is... Um, uh, good timing because I'm preaching on friendship this morning. We're in this series of Proverbs, a book of Proverbs called A Master Class in Life because that's what biblical wisdom is. It's a, a teaching course, a training course for us in how to live. And we can translate that into how to follow Jesus, how to be Christians, how to be disciples of Jesus who are wise. So I want to actually tell a story about Todd and I, since he's here. It has to do with the shirt that I'm wearing. Now, I wouldn't be wearing this today otherwise, because it's kind of a thick shirt and it's hot in here, but um, this shirt reminds me of Todd, and I'll tell you why in a minute. But he and I met in seminary about 10 years ago. We ended up um, working closely together to lead the worship team at the church we were part of in Waukegan, Illinois. And through that experience, we grew very close. We went through a lot together. We supported each other. We really bonded. Um, and since we've gone our separate ways, me to Vermont and he to another church in Illinois, um, we've made an effort to stay in touch even once or twice a year just to, to stay connected now, it was kind of a running joke at our last church that we were always being called by each other's names because we're both tall, skinny, white guys. We both have red beards, you know, when I have a beard. We both play guitar. Even this, yesterday when Todd came downstairs, Willa said, Hi, Daddy. <laughs> but about a year after we moved to Vermont, Todd and I set up a FaceTime call to catch up. Now, a few days before that call, I had been to Old Navy, and I had seen this shirt on the clearance rack and thought, that is a shirt that I would like. That's just me right there. And I was wearing this shirt the day that Todd and I talked on FaceTime. When the call connected and the video popped up, there was Todd with the exact same shirt. <laughs> of all the shirts in all the stores... He had also seen this shirt and thought, that is a shirt that I want to wear. Clearance, yes. 
Now, he has since misplaced his shirt, so he couldn't wear that today, unfortunately. So this shirt reminds me of Todd, and it reminds me of friendship and the value of friendship. Friendship is so precious. It's such a gift from God. Friends can, can be for you what no one else can be for you. And like all things in life, friendship requires wisdom. It doesn't happen by accident. It takes wisdom and practice and intentionality. It takes the wisdom Jesus can give us in his word. And so from the book of Proverbs today, I, I want to say three things about friendship that can help you in your friendships. One is who a friend is or what a friend is. Two, what a friend does. And three, where friendship can be found. So what a friend is, what a friend does, and where friendship can be found. And let's pause to pray and ask God's blessing. Lord, as we get into these Proverbs today, we pray that you would speak to us as you can do through your word. Teach us this morning about friendship. Teach us about the value of friendship. Teach us to be good friends and to be the people, kinds of people who have good friends. Bless our church as a group of friends who love one another. And just do your work in us through your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. So what is a friend? Well, friendship is a unique type of relationship. The people in your family, your 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 parents, your kids, your brothers and sisters and grandparents, they're, they're kind of stuck with you and you're stuck with them. They're, friendship can be a part of those relationships, but those aren't friendships. Likewise, a friend is not a contact or an acquaintance, someone that you might say hi to in Hannaford. Um, uh, that's not really what friendship is. Friendship isn't about a business relationship or a transactional relationship. As important as those are, we need people to fix our car and cut our hair and teach our kids. And, and we may like these people, but those aren't really what friendships are. A friend is someone that, that you are bound together with simply by choice. Simply because you love each other. Not in a romantic kind of a love, but in a mutual affection. In, a, in a, a delight in one another's presence. And as I look out today, I see all of the friendships in this church. And how it's so true that there are those in this church who just love being together and, and doing things together and spending time together. That's what a friend is. Someone who who when, you, when they call, you pick up. Not because you're obligated to, but because you want to talk to them. One young boy defined a friend as, quote, someone who knows all about you and likes you just the same. Friendship is a chosen relationship. And for this reason, one of the things Proverbs says about friendship is that it can be a closer bond than even biology, than even family. Look at our first proverb here, Proverbs 18.24. One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, 
but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. The first half of that proverb tells us that if, if we choose the wrong friends, we're in trouble because fake friends will vanish when we need them or worse. But on the flip side, a real friend is someone who chooses to love you and be there for you even when your own family can't or won't. Closer than a brother. And keep in mind, when this was written, biological family meant even more than it does in our culture. The, the family, the clan, the tribe, that was everything. That was who you were, was a part of that family. But even in that day, they understood that their friendship can be closer than that. There's a friend, there's a true friend who, who sticks closer than a brother. There's a space in your life that can only be filled by that, by someone who chooses to love you, who chooses to befriend you, not because they, they're related to you, not because they have to, but just because they want to. That's what a friend is. And, and that is a gift from God. I want all of you to experience that gift from God. There may be reasons why friendship is hard for some of you. Or uh, maybe you feel like it's not that important. Some of you have very large, rich, extended families. And that's where you find your relational connection. And I want to challenge you through this message to think outside your family and receive the gift of friendship from God. Some of you may be reluctant to get close to people in friendship because you've been let down by friends before, you've been betrayed by a friend, and, and that hurts, and you don't want that to happen again. And I'd encourage you to, to take the risk. It's, it's worth the risk. Some of you maybe have so many people in your lives, you can't even keep track of them, and you think, who are my, of all these people, who are my real close friends? Is there anyone that I'm investing deeply in, in all of those people? And I would encourage you to identify those one or two or three people that you can go deep with in friendship. Well, in any of these cases, I hope this message will help you embrace the gift of friendship. And so, now let's look at the second point, what friends do. What does a friend do? First, <clears throat> friends are sensitive to one another. Proverbs 27.14 puts it this way, If anyone loudly blesses their neighbor in the morning early in the morning. That word neighbor is the same Hebrew word as friend. If anyone loudly blesses their neighbor early in the morning, it will be taken as a curse. Good intentions without good sense uh, don't work. They can backfire. You need to be sensitive to the other person's needs and, and um, boundaries. Likewise, Proverbs 25.17, we heard, says, Seldom set foot in your neighbor's house. Too much of you, and they will hate you. That's happened to you before. Someone who has 
instantly glommed onto you and has no sense of personal boundaries and just wants to do everything with you all the time. And I'm guessing that the closer they got to you, the more you backed away from them because nobody wants that. Friendships need to be mutual and respectful and sensitive to one another. Friends need time to be able to grow together, but they also need time apart. Now, in Vermont, in our, in our private keep-to-yourself culture, maybe this is too easy to apply. And I want to now tell you that Proverbs uh, does say that we should, be, we should be very involved in each other's lives as friends. So second, friends stick by each other. They stick by each other. Proverbs 17, 17. A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for a time of adversity. Do you see how in these two lines of the proverb, the word friend in one line is parallel to the word brother in the second line? It's because this is saying that a true friend is there for you like a brother, or as we saw before, closer than a brother. In times of adversity, at all times. I'm sure you've heard the cliche that when things get hard, you find out who your true friends are. There's truth to that. To that. When things in life are hard, um, a true friend will be there for you, even when it's inconvenient or costly or uncomfortable. They will be there for you. They will call you. They will stop by. They will see how you're doing. Nine years ago, um, Meg and I went through a very hard time. We found out that our first child had died 22 weeks gestation. And we look back on that as a very painful time uh, when she and I went through the hardest thing we had ever gone through. But we also look back on that as a time when friends came to the rescue. In fact, that's probably the more dominant memory is how friends showed up. Friends came to the hospital to be with us. One of Meg's friends from childhood flew from New York to Chicago just to be with her for the weekend. That's, that's a closer-than-a-brother friend. A friend loves at all times. A friend sticks by you. Think about your life. Is there a person, is there a friend who has been there for you when the chips were down, when you really needed someone? I hope so. I hope you've experienced the blessing of that. And, and I'm guessing you've been that way for someone else. You've been the friend who showed up late at night in a crisis or who dropped off a meal during a hard time who prayed for someone daily. Friendships stick, or friends stick by each other. Now, if there is a person like that in your life, I would say um, you're blessed and consider investing more in that relationship because friends like that don't come every day. So don't let that person go. Invest more in them. And nurture that friendship. And at the same time, how can I put this? You can't be that kind of a friend for everyone. 
So there may be people in your life who you are friends with, who you like, who you just can't be there for at that same level, and that's okay. Because by definition, friendship is deep and not wide. True friendship, it's about quality over quantity. So don't feel bad if you can't do everything for everyone that you know and be there for everyone. Focus on the friends that God is calling you to really invest in and really be there for at all times. Well, here's another thing friends do. Friends sharpen one another. Friends sharpen one another. Proverbs 7, 27, 17, rather, says, and I'm sure this is familiar to many of you, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. This is saying that in a good friendship, there is a healthy clash of personalities, of opinions, of of points of views and perspectives. Friends don't agree on absolutely everything. They don't see the world identically. They challenge one another. They inspire one another to think differently. They share things that the other had not thought of. And sometimes in that sharpening process, sparks can fly. There can be conflicts and hurt feelings. But a true friend works through that and and receives that as part of the sharpening process. Friends make you a better person. You need people in your life to, to, to encourage you to see things differently, to get out of a rut that you're in, to maybe point out um, things that are a problem in your life. Now, initially in friendship, it's our similarities that draw us together, but the deeper you go, it's the differences that you really appreciate. Right? Let me, let me give you an example. One of my closest friends is my cousin, Adam. Now, cousins are in that middle zone where they are your family, but you don't really owe anything to them. You, you don't have to stay connected to them. So I count him as a friend more than a cousin. But Adam and I have been close since we were both in diapers, and we've made an effort over the years to stay close, even as our lives have taken extremely different paths. And the differences between us are some of the most fun and interesting things about our relationship. He grew up on a farm. I did not. He started his own company when he was 18. I went to college when I was 18. He's a businessman. I'm a pastor. He's a dreamer. I'm a problem solver. We're very different and yet, our differences sharpen each other. We love talking about how things are going with his work or the church and the different things we're doing we wouldn't have thought about on our own. We share struggles with one another and challenge one another and pray for one another as iron sharpens iron. Do you have people in your life who can do that with you? That's what friends do. And sometimes in that sharpening process, um, it entails speaking a hard truth. Look at Proverbs 27, verse 6. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. 
This is saying that the people who only tell you what you want to hear are not your friends. They're your enemies. The people who only flatter you and suck up to you and, and tell you the things that, that will make you like them, those aren't your true friends. Your true friends are those who were, are willing to risk speaking a hard truth into your life, right? And it doesn't mean that your friends simply spout off criticism and correction to you. No. There needs to be deep trust. There needs to be um, uh, security in that relationship. And when there is, a friend can, can say something that is hard to hear, that might just save you from something dangerous. A friend can say something like, it seems like your marriage isn't going well. Tell me about it. Or, I think you might have a drinking problem. Or, I don't think that is a healthy relationship for you to be in. We need people to tell us those kinds of things. And that's what friends do. Now, there's a risk involved because your friend may become defensive or they may even push you away. That's happened to both Meg and I before, and what you realize is you weren't as close to that person as you maybe thought you were, or they weren't able to hear that hard thing. But it's worth the risk. Last year, a family member shared with me an email that she had received from a trusted friend. And this email said something like, when we were together yesterday... I noticed a few things that really concerned me. And she said, buckle up, this will be hard to read. And she went on to lovingly but honestly point out some things that were very concerning, that seemed toxic and destructive. And she didn't do it in a condemning way, but in a, in a loving, in a speaking the truth in love way. And it was to her credit that she had the courage to do that. And it was a, cr a credit to my family member that she had the openness to receive it because they are trusted friends. You know, it, it's always easier to not rock the boat, to live and let live, to just sort of look the other way, but friendship is meant to be God's sharpening mechanism in our lives. We need each other to, to spur one another on, to be better people, to be more faithful followers of Jesus. Well, finally, let's talk about where friendship is found. So we've seen what friends do, well, who friends are, what friends do, and now where friendship is found. <clears throat> um, and I would answer that question with basically... One word. Do you know what that word is? Maybe two words. The church. The church is a community of friends. All of the things that friends do for each other is what, what the New Testament tells brothers and sisters in Christ to do for one another. Right? To love one another, be sensitive to each other's needs, to challenge one another, to stick by each other through thick and thin. 
because we have Jesus in common, we are friends united around him. Um, We are people from different backgrounds and different biological families and different personalities, and we come to Jesus, and he makes us friends with one another. It doesn't mean that everyone in the church has to be your, your closest friend, but friendship is the model for our relationships with each other, right? Friendship is something that every single person in the church should and can experience. Um, we can all give one another the gift of friendship. We can do that when we uh, meet for walks or meet for small group Bible study and prayer or have each other in our homes or um, go on trips together. All kinds of ways to, uh, to nurture our friendships. To those, well... Yeah, I want to say a special word here to people in our church who are unmarried, who are single. Sometimes you may feel left out or kind of um, on the outside, but you actually have a, a gift, you have a ministry of friendship in a way that a married person, a family person can't. Because married people, we're, we're tied to our families. Those are the main people we're called to love. And so we don't have a lot of extra time or bandwidth for those deep, closer-than-a-brother relationships. But if you're single, you have the ability to befriend people in, in deep and treasured ways. And so I just want to affirm that and empower you as single people you have this special gift that others don't, and it's in friendship. Whenever you experience that closer-than-a-brother friendship in the church or even outside the church, what you are tasting is the friendship of Jesus. Because he is the ultimate true friend. Jesus is the one who is closer than a brother to all of us. You know, we, we have limited abilities to, to befriend people. We can't be friends with everyone, but Jesus befriends each of us closer than a brother. Have you ever thought about the fact that Jesus is not just your Lord or your Master or your Savior or your God? He is those things, but He has also called you His friend. What a blessing. He has come to you and said, hey, I want to love you. I want to be in your life. I don't have to, but I want to. I'm not bound to you, but I choose to love you. I I choose to even give my life for you. Greater love has no one than this, that the man lay down his life for his friends, and that's what Jesus has done for us, his friends. And Jesus is so sensitive, he will not force himself on you. He, is, he will be there for you all the time. So if you have a good experience with friends, praise God and let, that, let it make your friendship with Jesus all the sweeter. And if you have been let down or rejected by friends, 
Draw close to Jesus, who is the true friend, who will never leave you or forsake you, will be there for you all the time. And for all of us, make friendship with Jesus your number one priority, your number one friendship, your number one relationship. You know, on Thursday as we were leaving Maine, I turned on the radio in the van and I found this must have been an, a, kind of a Christian oldies station. And the song that came on was a song I had been thinking of from my childhood that has a verse that goes like this. And if you know it, sing along. Closer than a brother, my Jesus is to me. Have you heard this? He's my dearest friend. He's everything I need. He's my rock, my shield and hiding place. Closer than a brother, Jesus is to me. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for befriending us. Thank you for coming to each of us and saying, I want to be in your life. I love you. I choose you. Thank you for bearing with us even when we have been unfaithful to you. Thank you for for being the closer than a brother friend who is always there for us. Teach us, Lord, how to befriend you in deeper ways and also how to be the kind of friend to others that you've been to us, that you are to us. Bless each of us with a gift of deep, of deep and long and, and precious friendship with other people, and most of all with you. I pray this in your name. Amen.